Welcome to the True Blue Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Zuccardi. You can find my Instagram at True Blue Podcast. It is Monday, the 24th. 24th. And I'm just chilling here. I tell you what, soy sauce, even the low sodium, gives me a like crazy fucking heartburn. I can't even speak. I'm tongue-tied. I could have like a bowl of fucking like Spaghetti sauce or pizza sauce And still not have as much heartburn as I do with the soy sauce And mind you, I don't use a lot I'm like, I, you know, I dip it a little and that's it I don't want to like soak it or nothing But yeah, it fucks me up, man But uh, I got antacids I practically take antacids every day Um, Probably not the best thing So don't be like me But uh, man, do they help Holy shit, put out the fire. Drink some water and shit. Some antacids. Yeah. Well, shit, here we are. We're fucking rocking and rolling. So, the Saturday was Morrissey's birthday, which I'm a big Morrissey fan, so... Um, it, was, it was cool. They He, like, released a, a live concert on YouTube. Um, and it was good. I watched most of it on Saturday, and then I finished it up yesterday. Um, he's my favorite artist, so it's cool when it's like it's his birthday and shit. You know why not? It's like a reason to show appreciation and you know listen to his music and get into the whole world there. So that was that was really cool. Plus, when I was hanging out with the homies, I was like, you know what today is, right? You know, they of course had no clue, but uh, yeah, it was fun to just talk about. I love Morrissey so much, and I have uh, a couple groups of friends who like to make jokes about it, and it's the best. Um, you know, joking with them and just having a good time with it, not 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 taking it too seriously. Uh, but yeah, his birthday was Saturday, so that's really cool. Um, yes, yeah, session thirty-six, fucking session thirty-six. We already made it to thirty-six. When I turned thirty-six, one of the first things I thought to myself was, "I'm the same age as Homer Simpson." This is so fucking crazy. You know what I mean? Like, when you get to the... Like, I was... I got into The Simpsons, literally. I used to watch it on Tracy Ullman's show. My sister and I on, like, Fox 5, we would watch it. I mean, it was like the only... I mean, a late-night cartoon was just like... We were glued to it. And we loved it. And we saw a transition into that first Christmas special and into the, you know, first season. Um, But, yeah, it's... Um, I forgot why the fuck I even brought up The Simpsons. But, um, yeah, fuck, I totally spaced it. Uh, I'll have to go back and listen. I'll have to go back and listen. But, yeah, anyway, um, oh, yeah, Homer Simpson's age. Yeah, there we go. See, I did it. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Thank you. Thank you. Shout out to my brain. Shout out to my short-term memory. Uh, yeah, shout out to, uh, yeah, that. 
was good. Yeah, that's the problem. It does. All right, so, yeah, the same age as Homer Simpson. And I thought to myself, God, 36. I was way cooler, way hipper and all this shit. Not that Homer Simpson's not cool, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, so that was that was crazy. So, session 36, I thought of, uh, well, I honestly thought of Wu-Tang with this. But when I turned 36, um, I also thought of Wu-Tang. But I also, first thing was like, wow, I'm the same age as Homer Simpson. Life is just so crazy. Like these ages that you think, and even right now, I'm like, wow, 55. Wow, that's two numbers. Though. Wow, that's a, I'll be there soon, and it won't be the same. It, it, it won't be what I imagined it to be. Because it just doesn't, at least from 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 this go around, <laughs> it just doesn't seem to ever be the case. You know, when I was thirty three, wow, Larry Bird, okay, cool. You know, just like all these different ages, I always thought I'd be or feel or look a certain way, and I kind of feel the same, kind of look the same in some in most respects. You know, got a, got a little white here and there, but that's all good. So yeah, so um you know, since we last spoke, um they they like lightened the mask ban. They said you don't have to wear masks anymore, which is amazing. Not a mask fan. No thank you. Especially at the gym. I mean, that's so it's fucking you know what I mean? To me that just like hurt my brain. I'd be like, I don't get it. I'm exercising and I have this damn thing on I'm, you know, I'm doing cardio. So um, yeah, it's been fucking great. Um, it's been fucking great. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, sorry, I just got a text message, so I just got a little sidetracked. But yeah, not having the mask has been great. It really has. Um, I feel just, I don't know, better. And then just going to the gym, work out on the floor, it just, it's, yeah, I don't know. But I'm, I'm very humble. You know, I'm, the way things change and the way that they could just switch it up, you know? So I'm, I'm just very grateful, still safe, still, you know, healthy and all that pepperoni. So that's, that's really good. I'm, I'm happy to see things are trending in that direction. And yeah, I, uh, also this weekend I went to some paper stores to look at different types of paper for my poetry zine. My friend who's helped me put it together told me to go do this. So, and it was really informative. And, you know, I went to Staples and found two people there who fucking knew ton of shit. You know? Uh, excuse me. I didn't expect to have so much, uh, yeah, just so much knowledge. and uh, So much knowledge. And they were really cool. They really helped me out, really encouraged me. And then I went to a couple. I went to one other spot. And it was like a, like a, kind of like a mom and pop place. You know, definitely like a, um, you know, a whatever private or you know like oh sorry a small business there we go that's the word i'm looking for and they said mask up so no problem i had my mask with me i put that shit on um and they had some cool shit too they were also really helpful um they had this uh they had all kinds of stuff there for you know stationery and you know letters cards all kinds of stuff it was really cool they even had this one journal it said like fuck you um it was like a almost like a relationship comment. It was like, fuck you, I'm doing fine or something. It was, and then, you know, the idea of the journal is sort of just to do your thing, I guess. But that was, that was on the cover. And this, this place is very posh and very kind of, you know, you know, kind of has their own like little vibe. And then there's this book that says, fuck you, I'm whatever. So it just made me smile so much because I just thought how, how out of place. 
So I took the book and went up to the to the um, cashier, and I figured I'd show her because we'd have a laugh. She wasn't laughing; did not think it was funny. She's like, "So," and I'm like, and I just kept laughing. You know, I I didn't let her bring me down, but I thought, "What a bitch! Lighten up, lady!" You know, her with her mask on, fucking frowning. <laughs> Lighten up, lady! Shit's fucking. You know what I mean? It's a nice day, but yeah, I thought that was really funny. One, that it said, fuck you, whatever, whatever, in this little, like, kind of, like, stationary store. And then I showed it to the to the one lady, and she wasn't feeling it. You know, I uh, I noticed this recently. I watch a lot of, well, I, from time to time, I watch some SNL, like, old-school SNL on, on YouTube. Some great, great uh, skits. And uh, I noticed, like, usually after, they have this blaring saxophone. If you watch any SNL... On YouTube, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Soon as soon as the video's over, saxophone, boom, right in. Even I think their like greatest hit compilations on DVD, they also had um, they also had like I think in like the DVD menu was like loud as fuck saxophone. It's almost obnoxious, especially you're watching something like chill or it's so late, and then bam, the saxophone busts right in. You gotta like lower the volume and shit. You know, I love music and all, but that sax just cuts right through. Sometimes I'll, like, try to get in front of it and just mute it, like, right before it ends. And then I feel amazing. It's a similar feeling to turning off your microwave timer um, before it actually sounds. Sorry, I just went blank there. But, yeah, it's, like, the same feeling. you just, like, you're avoiding an annoyance and you're on top of things, which is awesome. Yeah, so that's pretty fucking cool. All right, so, uh, you know, I'm just going to talk about Wu-Tang. It's pretty much what I'm going to do for this episode. I have a song, too, but I'm just going to talk about them. We'll do self-care tip next week. We'll do the poetry next week. I'm just going to talk about Wu-Tang. Yeah, let's fucking do that, that pepperoni. Alrighty, thanks. Here we go, motherfucker. So yeah, fucking. I got into Wu Tang when I was in. Um, whenever they uh, in ninety seven. So I guess that had to have been like. I guess I was a sophomore, freshman, sophomore, something like that. And uh, this kid Jerry Hull had their CD, and I listened to some of it at lunchtime. And I loved it. It, They had great beats. And the lyrics were just awesome. So imaginative. And I got I got a sense of like that, you know, they're a group and they had more than two or three members. And that was really cool. And he lent me the CD. And I remember looking inside the booklet. This is the Wu-Tang Forever CD. And like each member had their own page. They had their name and, like, I guess their AKA. Um, And I just thought it was so cool. It was like they were, like, literally, like, you know, like a a superhero team or something. And I also love that there was a RZA and a JZA. Like, that showed, like, this sort of, like, similarity, this unity within the Wu-Tang. 
that they could have similar names and not be like, no, you can't have that name. It's so close to mine. I thought that was so dope. Like there was something about that that just really was um, just like kind of brought me in. So I'm going through the, the answer and I'm looking through like each member's like page and stuff and that they all have names and there's nine of them. I mean, like that they could be so many, you know, that there's so many in a group and that it works. I just saw that as like, wow, this is like a fucking basketball team or like a baseball team. You know, this is a team here. And uh, so I, you know, brought the CD home, listened to it a ton, made a made a copy of it, which I still have to this day on a TDK tape. Um, and I just loved it. I honestly, I couldn't believe that you could have a group you know, and have like the theme be like karate and superhero and sort of like, you know, um, you're really using your imagination, you know, being something greater and that they were members and they all made this, this one team, this one group. I just loved it because to me, especially, you know, what they were rhyming about and just like the whole Kung Fu thing and all that, it could be so corny. It could, it, it, it just feels like that could come across so corny and so whack but it was the complete opposite i feel the same way about the misfits where they sang about all the horror stuff and that could have been kind of like this is kind of cheesy but it's so cool so they they kind of share that with wu-tang and just like you know again that they had their own names and just like they all kind of like you know they were on songs and stuff and it just was i just thought like how do they do this how does this work and of course as i got into it more i i learned a lot more about it but i just i love that whole idea and that there was nine of them you know and it's just so cool you can find your favorite and then just like the different personalities it just really drew me in they were like the first hip-hop rap group that i like really got into the first tape i ever got was the fat boys but that was in like 1988 and some shit like that so that was a little different. But yeah, it just it really drew me in. And then I also remember when I was a kid, before I, you know, this is in, you know, 94, 93, um, at Kmart in the music section, they had like this, this, uh, this big TV that you would press and it would play different music videos and they'd have like the entire, like, I guess like the band's like um, cover of their album and you'd press on it and they had one for Wu-Tang, the song Cream. And I just remember there were all these black dudes in there, like smoking blunts, looking like really hard and just looking cool. They they just look cool, straight up. They just look cool, and uh, that like always stuck with me. So then you know here I am with with Wu Tang Forever, and it just was I don't know it it it, it kind of all like you know created itself and planted seeds early on of my curiosity with it. So yeah, the just um, hearing it and making that mixtape and playing that like nonstop, you know, memorizing some of the rhymes, you know, seeing the different personalities, and then just talking to all my friends who who liked Wu Tang or anyone who really liked them. I went to school, I went to grammar school with a, with with a lot of black kids, um, and I was friends with all of them once we got in high school. One good thing I could say about playing sports and um, doing different things and I went to different grammar schools is you just meet different kids 
So by the time you all go to high school together, luckily I knew a lot of people and I was cool with them. So just talking music and just, it was just really great. Really just a great, um, a great memory. Um, and I actually, I finally bought the CD. I finally bought it on CD myself when I went to London in 2001. It was, uh, it was on sale for like seven pounds or some shit. And I still have it with the, with the sticker that says, uh, you know, with the pounds and stuff. Um, it was just too funny. I'm like, yeah, fuck it. I'll, I'll buy it now. So, uh, just another fun memory with it. But yeah, Wu-Tang is just great. I mean, really, they are great. They're the best rap group ever. Seriously. And those first two albums are just amazing. 10 out of 10. Easy. 10 out of 10, easy. So, yeah. So, hey, there's a little background on fucking my vibe with Wu-Tang. I actually never saw them, which sucks. I had the opportunity to see them, I think, one uh, twice. And I didn't uh, jump at the opportunity, unfortunately. One of my homies saw them. Shout out to my homie Al. ODB had, I guess, uh, broken out of prison, but he like violated his parole and he went to the show. And then after that, he kind of disappeared and you know was locked up and stuff. And my homie Al was at that show, which is really cool. It was somewhere I think in New York. It was like Roseland or Irving Plaza or something like that. All right, so shit. So let's get on uh, to the True Blue playlist of the week, song of the week. Sticking with the Wu-Tang theme, I chose the song. It's called Iron God Chamber. It's by Master Killer, one of the Wu-Tang members, and it features You God, RZA, and Method Man, all from Wu-Tang. Uh, it's off the Made in Brooklyn album that came out in 2006. Master Killer is one of the least known Wu-Tang members. Um, and this is a really good album and a great fucking song. Great song. It's quality mid-2000s Wu-Tang track. Because I'm not going to lie, there's some of their stuff. I mean, I liked the W and I liked all their all their albums so far, but they're definitely kind of it teeters a little bit, to be honest with you. So this is a quality one. This is a quality mid-2000s Wu-Tang track. So, you know, I ain't lying. Uh, great beat. Right, right away, you can tell. Right away, before anyone starts rhyming, right away, you know, it's, you know, it's just got you hooked. Very, very lively, you know, this is definitely one of those kind of like, you know what I'm saying, kind of like up songs. Um, everyone's verse on it, literally everyone's verse, very, very exceptional, very crafty. And I find that You God does so well when he he's on other people's songs. His solo stuff's okay. But when he's on other people's songs, he's like one of the best. Literally, he is one of the best. Uh, and he's and he's it's no different from you know it's it's no different on this song. The lyrics flow so well with the music throughout the whole song. Really memorable lyrics. Um, and if you visited my MySpace page in two thousand six or two thousand seven, this is the song that you likely heard, <laughs> which kind of made me laugh. Uh, but yeah, a great fucking song. You definitely check this out. I'm going to add it to the True Blue playlist. It's called Iron God Chamber. It's by Master Killer, featuring You God, Riza, and Method Man.
All right. Well, hey, that's it. Kind of a quick one here. The session 36. Thanks for chilling with me. Let me kick it with you. Hope everyone has a good week. And uh, yeah, you guys fucking, you know, take care and eat a pizza. And don't forget, you know, music is self-care. Take care, everybody. Peace. Don't let them go, 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 don't let